It's a uh, wrestling podcast done quick. Quick, as, as fast as you can, Jory. Talk about Stomping Ground and Raw and SmackDown and the Fighter Fest card. Uh, WWE bad, AEW good. All right, Thanks we're done. That's it, everybody. World Thanks record. Holy Time? shit. World <laughs> record. My, my hands are just like two buckets of sweat. That was intense. Yeah, world record. <laughs> we did it. So now that we're way past uh, the estimation, let's uh let's elaborate on that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Summer Games and Quick is happening in Minneapolis, so that's a video game joke for you. It's a charity <laughs> event where they there's a week of speedrunning, which if you don't know what speedrunning is, it's people beating video games as fast as they can, legitimately or with exploits. You all know what speedrunning is. If you don't. Um, I, I like I like your uh, speedrunning opinion you just slided in there with legitimately. <laughs> well, I mean, there's no way there's no way the Mega Man team expected you to zip through the whole world to get to the end of the level. <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, maybe they intended that for themselves so they could test things. Yeah, so video game joke. <laughs> you know what else was a joke? Not the pay per view I watched on Saturday. That was pretty good. Minus no, yeah, that was, that was that was it was pretty good for a podcast. Yeah, I mean for a wrestling pay per view. Same thing. And it's good for a podcast because we get to talk about how good it was. Yeah, uh, it started off really good, but you were a dummy and didn't watch it. Yeah, I took a shower, so you got to tell me about the pre-show match of Akira Tozawa versus Drew Gulak versus cruiserweight champion Tony Nese for the cruiserweight title. Well, if there's ever been a more asleep crowd during one of these cruiserweight matches, this was it at first. <coughs> That's sad. I saw how this match ended, and I don't know how anyone could be asleep <laughs> through that move. <laughs> That's some New Japan shit. I expect to see <laughs> Okada doing that to someone. The, w one thing before uh talk about this cruiserweight title match, I, I have to bring up did you know Chad Gable wrestled Jack Gallagher on 205 Live recently? Uh, yeah, I've, I've been seeing that he's on there, and he's doing, he's, like, wearing, like, wrestling, uh, like, gym clothes and, like, taking notes of people around the arena on, like, main event yeah. and Raw and stuff. Yeah, he's been doing that, like, just backstage and showing up. I wonder, wonder what they're planning there. Something that will only be on main event, because, you know, wild card means that we only ever see seven performers now. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, this this match was incredibly good uh drew gulak and akira tozawa are really cool wrestlers and tony niece is pretty cool too but this is this is just uh i, I have to I have to bring up what aiden english said i think i'm pretty sure it was aiden english that said it where tony niece and drew gulak are very familiar with each other i wonder why yeah you know why I think maybe they were in the same group. Like at one point, it was a train, right? Some a train, of, some sort of like locomotive vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. The um. Ah oh, yes, the big Cass XL train. Oh no no, the other one, the Zo train. Yeah. <laughs> but they won't tell you why. Understandably so. Yeah, wouldn't mention him either. The the part that really had me going. Is when uh, Tony Nese had Drew Gulak in like some kind of reverse pile driver thing. It was similar to like the last rights that 
uh, Adam Page does, but I don't know. I couldn't tell you what made it different. And it just looked like it. Drew Gulak took that just all neck, just complete neck, mm. taking that hit in the ground, mm. and he kicked out of it, which I don't know how he's able to do that. <laughs> Tony Nese kicked out? No, Drew Gulak did. Oh, it's the. It's his love for uh, American government themed gimmicks is what got him to kick out of that. <laughs> he thought about doing a spreadsheet and he fucking kicked out of that. Is is that what he is now? I thought he was just like scary man. Yeah, now he's just now he's just scary man that. that wears boxing robe. But <laughs> a couple years ago, he was straight up just like, I'm 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 a Republican. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah, uh, Nice took a drop kick from, like, a nasty drop kick from Tozawa, and then uh, Gulak hit him with a terrifying torture rack neckbreaker? Oh, yes. It's insane. We have to find this and tweet it out, like, the day the show goes up, because that is insane. That is a beautiful move. God, yeah, that's that is, <laughs> incredible. That's good. the best move I've seen all year, honestly. Because <laughs> it's like, I think it it com- it it's what uh what it has there that makes it so enticing is it's two moves in one. Yeah. So wh- while a lot of finishers just seem to be like an enhanced version of a move. This is you're just combining two moves. It's like uh, there's probably a video game thing I could I could add in here, but I can't think of anything <laughs> to compare it to at the moment. Just pretend I made a good video game comparison. Oh yeah, I like video games. There you go. Yeah, that is a smooth transition between <laughs> the torture wreck and the neckbreaker too. <laughs> and uh, Drew Gulak is the cruiserweight champion, and uh, much deserved. At the end of this, at the end of this match, I, I bet people were like, "Huh, I wonder why I can't watch them on USA." Yeah, who are these guys? I never see them. They never put these guys. Why is there a whole belt I never see on TV? And you know, I don't know how to answer that question to those wondering that. You should probably see that belt on TV sometimes. Like, let Two or Five Live have its own show. That still makes sense, but. Yeah. Give them a match a week on Raw. Come on, you've been that that worked when they were doing that, mm-hmm. and I think it still worked now. And it's not like Raw is hurting for time. In fact, they should have about an hour less of it. Yeah. So if you maybe filled like uh, one of those half hour, extra half hours with just good cruiserweight exhibition to try to sell network subscriptions with a very good and underrated program. It's almost like that would work. Hmm? Especially if you have, you have Michael Cole, Renee Young and Corey Graves calling it. And then one, one, a match ends, you know, Drew Gulak, Torturek, neck breakers. Uh, who, who's, who's a newcomer to two or five. Humberto Carrillo. Yeah. Love that. Is that to him? As he's like walking up the ramp, he's like, "You can catch more of this action on the WWE Network." Hashtag not an ad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
that that's a perfect idea. I don't imagine if imagine if Bischoff just put all the cruiserweights like on a separate not nitro show in the <laughs> late nineties that was on like the WB network on like Sunday mornings at six thirty AM. That's sort of what the and just never talked <laughs> about them or showed them or anything. <laughs> Just Chris Jericho. You want to see Chris Jericho? You got to wake up Sunday morning, 7.30. You're only going to get to see him for 20 minutes. Sorry. What What if 205 Live was Impact? Um, <laughs> there's, there's my joke for you. <laughs> excellent joke. <laughs> you mean streaming on Twitch? Yeah, I'd love that. I'd be great, actually. It's crazy to see the Impact channel usually hover around, like, two to four hundred people like any day but then friday rolls around it's friday right yeah friday friday rolls around and it's just like five thousand people watching <laughs> like oh damn this is live why doesn't wwe have a twitch channel actually i don't know bernie sanders has one that means you are required to have one it's you're obligated by law to have one if you're culturally relevant in any way the joke here is that wwe isn't they opened up the show with Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. That way, if Becky Lynch lost the title, you could just stop watching. <laughs> and you didn't have to sit through two more hours of the show. Hey. Lacey Evans is improving. <laughs> she did look a whole lot better in this match than she did at Money in the Bank. Yes. And what's sort of weird about this is that I feel like... Maybe I was just blinded by how much I liked her gimmick when she was in NXT, but I feel like she was better in NXT, and then it was just immediately apparent during Royal Rumble that, like, oh no, she needs she needs work. And she's slowly getting there, but there's still, like, an awkwardness to her ring works right now. I feel like a lot of it's got to be nerves, because she she did not seem that awkward at Full Sail ever. No, I, it's definitely part of that, and also, like, I'm sure she's doing house shows. Um, let me check uh, Cage Match, because I've been, I've been going to that website more now. Cage Match? Yeah, it's the cagematch.net. It has a whole database of uh, wrestlers. Very very much appreciated on that one i like that do you know who the number one overall rated active wrestler is kofi kingston nope he's not even in the top 10 oh wow uh is it wwe it's not it's of course it's someone from japan it's the internet um it's not gonna be who you think though hiroshi tanahashi uh he's number three number uh. one is mako satamura Oh wow! I clicked on it right as you right as you said it. That's so cool. <laughs> that AJ Styles and of course Daniel Bryan are the only two that are <laughs> not from Japan. <laughs> oh, it's all New Japan, and then <laughs> fucking AJ and Daniel Bryan. This is a really cool website. Holy crap! I think Lacey Evans has probably just been working house shows a little bit more and looking getting a little bit more comfortable especially because she wasn't doing much on nxt before she was called up too i can only recall seeing her in the last year and maybe like four or five matches maybe six including 
like a dark match that was on NXT after TakeOver. Yeah. So it's just a lot of like heel promo work, which she's she's good at. I don't. And I'm I, there's a lot of there's a lot of critics of Lacey Evans, but I think the one thing that would would be hard to critique is that her character and promo work are pretty solid and like easy to understand. Pretty much. Uh, I, I do think they need to figure out her music. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't fit with her anymore. Nope. <laughs> and her her Titantron is embarrassing. Yeah. They kind, of, they kind of fucked that up when changing it. There was really no reason to change that. I'm sure someone was like, hey, you, you wear the big hats and the dresses during uh, backstage stuff. You should just do that all of the time. And that's, I mean, her wearing the marine theme stuff to the ring was, she made sense, because, like, she's a lady outside the ring, but she's a soldier inside of it, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, that would make that, sense, but. That's know. what I got from it. And just like I keep saying, the the sirens don't make any sense. Yeah, because there's no, there's no military anymore. At this point, Vince just really likes to get your attention I think. Yeah, it's a stinger so keep it the stinger doesn't make sense but it's a stinger keep it it's the worst <laughs> it's uh yeah the best being the iconic yelling iconic right uh i liked the bass boost before but mm. yeah okay um any standout spots you liked from Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans? Not exactly. There was a springboard stunner towards the end of the match. But, you know, it's just really the hits. We got a cool backsploder. They were moving really fast in the opening, which was good. Probably real, like, amped about starting the show. Um, what about you? Any Any standout moments from Lynch versus Evans? specifically the moment that I feel like was planned to get pic- like high de- death pictures for which I haven't looked to see but when Lacey when uh Lacey Evans tried to do the hand the handkerchief thing and then uh Becky took it and shoved it in her mouth and then smacked it out of her mouth and went flying in the air yeah that was very good <laughs> that was very good that was a call to mankind's mandible claw wasn't it because she's Becky's a big mankind fan I, th- I believe so I sure was happy that Becky Lynch came out on top with the disarmor because we don't need another person winning the title super quick like last time. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, it did set up for what was a big surprise and was probably the best option they could have gone with later in the night. <laughs> yeah. Something that I have a lot to say about, so when we get there, I, I I do th- I don't think there would be any real benefit to giving Evans the title unless uh uh on Monday night Sasha Banks was gonna run out with like <laughs> a Money in the Bank briefcase somehow. <laughs> yeah, she's not quite where she needs to be yet. Like if she had. Baron Corbin levels of heat and like heel work having been done, then I get it. Yeah, but she has. Yeah, definitely. She's she's only been a fixture since, you know what. Rest or the Rumble, 
and she hasn't like you said like like we are very big critics of here on casual wrestling fan podcast she hasn't done anything she walked up and on the ramp for fucking five months yeah rumble uh had a match on main event uh and then uh post post mania raw she beat natalia and then yeah she hasn't done a whole lot <laughs> it's unfortunate it really is um okay do we want to move on to the next match yeah um, you can do that it's the new day versus kevin owens and Sami Zayn. and they just fucking exploded out the gate <laughs> <laughs> man like okay it's it's wood woods was the one in from the from the new day it's of course biggie and xavier woods it's not gonna be kofi he's not gonna pull double duty he could but uh they know better <laughs> and yeah, when he's wwe champion you protect him a little bit more they knocked biggie out of the way and and then immediately uh, <laughs> Kevin Owens did a senton, and then Sami Zayn threw up, threw him up into a blue thunder bomb <laughs> right away. <laughs> I thought it was over. I was, t- I was like, oh, this is it. All right, this is something's gonna, this is gonna be motivation for Kofi later or something. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> it didn't work. And every time Biggie would jump up on the apron. They would knock him off, and <laughs> they would just keep like obliterating <laughs> Xavier Woods. Like for the first like five six minutes, he couldn't do anything to them. <laughs> yeah, that they played uh, how you should do tag team matches when you play like two K, is you just <laughs> run over and knock the guy off the apron, beat the shit out of him, and then when the apron <laughs> guy gets back up, you run over and knock him off again. <laughs> yeah uh, it was it was a lot of fun and again it moved really quickly like the first couple matches um in the, on this pay-per-view felt like a takeover if that makes sense yeah definitely there, there was it was just a lot of match going on yeah yeah <laughs> When they, uh, Figgy was finally able to get up onto the apron and they actually got a, a, a tap, a tag in, they, they did try to, uh, at one point they did try to get an up, up, down, down, but commentary also called it a midnight hour, which I was angry. Yeah, which is wrong. When it's these two, it's the up, up, down, down. When it's Kofi and Biggie, it's midnight hour. But <laughs> when it's. Kofi and Woods, that that never happens. Yeah, it should, but I'm sure that would still just be up, up, down. <laughs> up, up, down, down should just be uh, a double boom drop, like both Woods and Kofi do a boom drop because they go up. It's two people going up and two people going down. So up, up, down, down. <laughs> I'm a genius. Yeah. DM Biggie, I'm sure he'll reply. Wait for another one of his DMs are open days. <laughs> like, hey man, I, I got, got two ideas for you. You gotta do these. <laughs> There's this, which is a good name for a move, and then here's my other idea for you. 
let me be the fourth member of the New Day. <laughs> Fly me out to one show, have some guy be the fourth member of the New Day. Just one time. I will let you slap me with a pancake that was in your singlet. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm glad, uh... I'm glad Kofi keeps him just behind the belt. <laughs> That's a good spot, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another wild spot was uh, when they Huluva kicked and then pop-up powerbombed Woods. <laughs> when Biggie was able to just barely save them. Yeah, I thought that was the end of the match. You combine those two those two finishers. <laughs> that That would put any man out. But when you have the big E, then... You're safe until um, Biggie spears Sami Zayn off the apron. So Kevin Owens gets a mean old stunner off of Woods. I'm pretty sure like he threw Woods into the ropes, and as he was rebounding, like he caught got the stunner. Oh yeah, and uh, that knocked him out. That that stunner is mean. That's like his new like definitive finisher. Something about the stunner must be uh, easier on the knees. <laughs> I, I get, for, for, especially compared to like the pop-up powerbomb. <laughs> putting, yeah, putting someone on your shoulders is a lot over time. <laughs> like even if it's not for a very long time that they're up there, that's a yeah. lot of strain on your like upper back and neck to do that. And your shoulders, so... Yeah. The stunner is just... Timeless. I wonder, do you think you had to ask Stone Cold if he could use it? Given the go-ahead by WWE. So that's oh. even like a company thing they won't let you do. Bo- board which... members were asked. <laughs> that's... It, it, I, that definitely would make sense as to something because I bet anyone could pull off a stunner and people would be like, oh shit, stunner! So that makes sense why they'd be like, no, you can't do that. Y- yeah. It looks like um, apparently they they originally gave it to him because of the uh, they threw him in to take Kofi's place. Hmm. And they wanted to, to keep him over as a face, and then uh, I know we we know he's a <laughs> big fan of Stone Cold. So I guess Stone Cold is cool with it. So that's all that really matters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he tweeted after uh, pulling it off that night. Hey, and then at Stone Cold's Twitter handle, I finally figured it out. <laughs> Steve Austin said, highly effective when executed properly. The results are complete devastation. Yeah, because it stuns their neck. <laughs> I I really like this because even, unfortunately, the, uh, I, I guess more fortunately, the New Day don't really need a win here because the New Day are over forever and Kofi can do all the, like, momentum carrying for them. Mm-hmm. And that's all they need. And... Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn definitely need it. <laughs> need <laughs> victories, especially after um, uh, Braun just terrorizing Sami Zayn for no reason. Yeah, that was... And Kevin Owens for no reason a year ago. Fuck, yeah. 
Remember how a year ago Braun Strowman had the Money in the Bank briefcase? I honestly don't remember what happened with it. He ca- he cashed it in for a match at Hell in a Cell, and then Brock oh, ruined the match. That's right. Okay. Yeah. That was, was really, bad. That was really bad. <laughs> what a waste. Yeah. <laughs> Much like everything they've done with Braun, unfortunately. Yeah. You know who isn't being wasted? Ricochet. Ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> remember last week on the show when... God damn it. You don't remember last week on the show when I said... This match is going to be really short because Samojo can't go for that long anymore. I lied. Boy, was I raw. <laughs> they should they should use my sound effects instead of their like real ones. Just a mouth if, sound effect. Of... <laughs> That'd be really funny if it was like ricochet really close to the microphone. <laughs> Before as a stinger. The, it's it's embarrassing. I don't like the sound, but also the way his music is, it does kind of need a little bit of a stinger. Because it, it, it's like it comes in uh, hot, but it could use some more, right? Like yeah, that that's why. Like you yeah. need something to grab them, and then they're paying attention. Because the rest of the music is great. If I I bet if uh, he just debuted on main roster, it'd be pretty similar. It just the one and only would be at the beginning. It's better than the than the creaking in Aleister Black's thing. Oh, man, that is bad. <laughs> oh, well, he isn't on TV, so it's okay. It's, yeah. Well, sort of. Um, <laughs> it is yeah, Ricochet versus Samoa Joe in what was an absolutely wild match. A barn burner of a match. <laughs> Just a crazy ass match. <laughs> I, I think it did showcase like how Joe is still a big guy, but is still pretty agile, especially after all of his injuries and stuff. But even though he's, I think one you have someone like Samojo who still has that agility. Uh, when you have the uh, David versus Goliath matchup, it's just scarier. Because it's like, what if Goliath had, has speed hacks? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I did not expect him to come out like he did. Uh, that was crazy. Um, but Ricochet seemed to have momentum like back and forth and not just and not just getting pounded. Yeah, it, it, uh, it allowed him it allowed everything to not just look like a fluke. Like it yeah. made him look like a legitimate contender, which makes me think backstage. Vince is like, he's like Rey Mysterio without a mask. These two men can put on a good match. And, uh, I, I like, uh, Ricochet doing a sort of code breaker. And then, well, actually before the end, I want to talk about the spot that was like, super that i thought was like super weirdly obvious it was the when they were in the bottom left corner from where we see i don't know i i'm pretty sure that's considered stage right but it's not a stage so i'm not going to use theatrical terms where like joe was hit with a move and then he just kind of like wandered over to that spot and it flopped back and i was like that's 
that looks a little sloppy, Joe. Yeah. Uh, that that's a uh, that doesn't seem right. And then Ricochet went up to do like a moonsault or something, and then Joe just uh he immediately rolled out of the way. So it's like, huh. I wonder how much of that was intentional, because that, that's a smart move. You make it look like you're, you're selling a move, but you're but you're actually not. You're actually being sneaky. Mm. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Ricochet was able to uh, knock him into another corner and then hit a 6.30, and I was... I couldn't believe it? <laughs> like... He was setting up for that 6.30. And I, I thought Joe was going to do something. I was expecting the Shayna Baszler, up. Oh, you're in a coquina clutch now. Yeah. Like, that's what I was just expecting the whole time. <laughs> that, that's, that's definitely what I was expecting. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> he was able to, to get Joe into a pin. Were there two 630s in this match, or just one? Just one. Just one. Yeah. He pinned Samojo, and he's the new United States champion. Ricochet is getting the push. <laughs> yes, he is. And here's... He wins the title, I'm like, damn. He is getting pushed to the top. And then I'm like, Ricochet... Watch out for Samoa Joe. And then he doesn't get attacked by Samoa Joe. And I'm like, holy shit, he is getting the push. And then they cut to the commercial for Extreme Rules or something, which isn't as uh, bad as last year's, which is unfortunate because last year's was funny. Crash. <laughs> and then, ah! <laughs> and then they cut back. And it's Ricochet walking, uh, walking backstage. And, like, uh, Charlotte is there and a bunch of other people are there congratulating along with triple H and like he is, he's going all the way to Pluto, <laughs> not to the moon, not to Mars, to yeah. Pluto, at least be being met, um, by all of those people backstage. Uh, Charlotte flair is there. Universal champion. Seth Rollins is there. Heavy machinery is there. And then Triple H is there to congratulate his uh, his man he signed. That's a big thing to show like a like a solidarity. Like, hey, you did it. We're all proud of you and excited for your future here. That's really cool. Later on in the night, um, he was taking pictures with his new United States Championship, and he was met by. AJ Styles and Gallows and Anderson, who wanted to take pictures with him? I, I think they were just, like, trying to, like, tease him. And, like, yeah. annoy him. I, I'm not a fan of the current dynamic that uh, the BC has. The legally distinct from Bullet Club has. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, AJ Styles challenged him to a match basically yeah so they're basically like you think you're hot shit will beat the top guy one of the top guys in the company tomorrow 
if you think you're so fucking you cool. Be, who's considered to be one of the top ten best wrestlers in the world right now. And potentially ever. Good luck. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Ricochet is United States champion. That was pretty great. Really good match. Followed up by what I think is another really good match. Heavy Machinery was back there. And as they were celebrating Ricochet, they were like, alright, now's our time. They go out. They're about to have their SmackDown Tag Team title match with Daniel Bryan and Rowan. The Planets Tag Team. And I think this was a pretty good match. I think I've said that like four times now because <laughs> there's some shit that happened in this match that I did not expect. And I think... I think I've seen online the idea is that like, oh, they the crowd threw off the... Um, the crowd threw off the dynamic... Of heavy machinery being faces and Dan Bryan and Rowan being heels, but you have to expect that Tacoma, Washington, is going to cheer for Daniel Bryan. <laughs> people, people had to have known that backstage. This, there's also the thing where they just have to try and like explain it away, where they they have to normally he'd get booze, but here in Washington he's going to get cheered. Like, don't say anything. <laughs> yeah. At, at most, you say hometown cheering on Daniel Bryan. You know, like, yeah. that's that's the most you need to address about it. Maybe have Corey yeah. Graves say something like, these people are crazy, or or Byron say these people are crazy, something. Remember when Daniel Bryan do... said he was going to just move out of the way of the Caterpillar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure didn't. That That's, that's me. In a match with Brock Lesnar, if he tries to F five me, I would just get I'll just jump off of his back. Just jump down. <laughs> he tries to German suplex me, I just wiggle out. That's all you have to do. That's all you six year old watching wrestling. <laughs> That's why that if he tries to caterpillar me, I'll just move was funny because it was like just why do they let him stunner him? Just walk away. <laughs> That's that's my brother watching wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, why do they do that if you could just move? Why do you let them do that? Because it's fun that way. <laughs> hey, maybe these guys are going to make tag team wrestling cool. Again. Finally. I hope that Heavy Machinery is going to spark an interest in tag team wrestling again. But I feel like it could just be another stopgap, like the B-team or something, where they're trying to wait until they find the next big thing, or, you know, even if the, that's not a priority for WWE, they've probably kind of shown, like, hey, we don't care about tag team wrestling at all. So I'm worried that they're just going to kind of get the, yeah, you're the B-team, you're just here for now, and then you're going to disappear. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, that's that's also a possibility. I, I do think uh, Heavy Machinery was able to show that they are good wrestlers, mm -hmm. and there was multiple points in this match where I was like, "Holy shit, the, they might actually go over." <laughs> Tucker, the Tucker Knight jumping off the top rope to the outside of the ring. Yeah, that was a lot <laughs> of dedication to this match <laughs> a match that i thought was just gonna be a throwaway tag match during a pay-per-view uh 
the yes kicks doing absolutely nothing to Otis as he's trying to not clip through the floor. Like, he, he would just he would take a yes kick and then he'd do his like weird hip thrust and then he'd take another one. <laughs> and they just would keep doing that. Otis is a national treasure. He's he's the best. <laughs> he he really is entertaining as hell to watch. <laughs> Stakes and weights. <laughs> it's yeah, they were able to get a caterpillar and they got a compactor in. But nothing worked until uh yeah, Daniel Bryan was able to get a, a small package roll up and then retain. It's a surprisingly good match, but I mean it includes Daniel Bryan. So I mean the crowd is going to be interested in some way, especially since he's at home. So, so far, this pay-per-view has been really good. Like, we joked about the logo being bad and it's a boot and fast lane but worse and all this other shit that people have been saying. But so far, first five matches, first like hour and a half, I want to say, this pay-per-view has <laughs> been pretty solid. And this is where it kind of hits the wall for me and slows down a little bit uh, with... Uh, SmackDown women's title match between Bailey and Alexa Bliss, who is accompanied by Nikki Cross. It's not, so, a, ba- not a bad match. Uh, Alexa sure does like her sunset flips. She seems to. <laughs> the, uh... He, here's, the, here's the thing that I... The only thing I really want to mention about this, this match. Um... Bliss keeps letting Nikki Cross take take hits for her and it's it's never like it's never in a situation that's like oh if they replay it on the Titantron in ring in a promo segment they uh, Alexa can explain it away uh multiple times it looked like Alexa was pulling her into the move or like pushing her into it to give herself momentum to, to move out of the way this one was the suicide dive right yeah. yeah, Nikki Cross kind of ruined the match for Alexa, but not really. Um, and Bailey was able to uh, get her knees up to a twisted bliss and then win, which thanks go- thank God. Hey, Amazon, Alexa, stop! I like Amazon Alexa better than I like Alexa Bliss. <laughs> My this entire time throughout this match, I was thinking, "Wow, give her a character change, please." <laughs> and it's what I continue to think on Monday night, because <laughs> there's no like, there's nothing new to it at all. And then on Monday, they made it worse. I guess we talk more about it then when we talk when we cover Raw, uh, but at least Bailey won to on stopping grounds. Yeah. Let's talk about the the match of the year, Roman Reigns <laughs> versus Drew McIntyre. And someone might be thinking, Jory, why would you say match of the year? And to that, I posit you, is peak Roman Reigns, and that's why it's awesome. The vest. Roman Reigns logo with the, with the, with the <laughs> yeah. dog. Yeah. With good. the fucking dog. I like the dog face better than the the Roman posing for the Superman punch logo because that one is too like 
Look, superhero branding. Look, we're trying to do the Jordan logo or something. That, like that's that. why I don't like it. Even though I would one hundred percent buy shoot buy like uh, merch with big dog, big dog ones, big dog ones. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely just something that's supposed to emulate the silhouette of like Jordan and Shaq and like the NBA logo and all those other silhouette brands. But the dog is a lot better. That looks like infinitely cooler and it was green which looks really cool oh yeah oh yeah it was cool <laughs> so <laughs> this match was peak roman like i said and that's why it's great because <laughs> it, it it gets to the it's the usual usual matches of back and forths and and everything when he cocks in the superman punch <laughs> and I don't know if I, I think I tweeted this. I don't think I talked about it on here. I want like a first person shooter, like Doom or something, with where it has an ammo indicator. <laughs> and when you go to reload, it's him cocking his fist. And then like it, it's like an old school shooter where they'd show like your for your ammo count. They would also show like a picture of bullets. And when they're like grayed out or semi transparent. That means you need to reload. It's like a semi-transparent fist, and when you cock the fist and go ooh ah, you 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 get an added Superman punch and an added spear. I, I want that on a HUD for like a Doom wad of Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he locked it in, getting ready to give it to Shane. I'm not Shane to Drew. One uh, he has to get give the Superman punch to Shane. When, uh, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> gets back into, when they get back into the ring <laughs> after, uh, Magnard fucking, basically Alabama slamming him into a fucking oh. table. Oh, yeah. They definitely intentionally always do it to the not English table, right? Yeah, I think it's, I'm not sure why you don't do it to the to the English table, but it, now I think because it's a joke about the Spanish announcer's table, they just play into that joke. <laughs> and, uh, when, when they got into the ring, <laughs> fucking, uh, fun. what was the setup for Raid's super bad punching McIntyre when he was in the air? Because, <laughs> That's, that was what was wild to me. I want to say it was, it wasn't a suicide dive, but I want to say it was jumping off of stairs to hit Roman mm, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this match was absolutely peak Roman. Was there ever a moment where you thought, oh, R Roman's going to lose? Um... Yes, and that's what led to the biggest pop for me during this match. I do have to say my memory of this match was just a little bit spotty because I was making donuts during it. Oh, okay. <laughs> they were pretty good donuts. <laughs> the, I was like, this is a Roman's, Roman Reigns match. I, I, I have faith in the big dog. And then I was done making donuts by the time it got to... Um, Shane, uh, coast to coasting, 
Roman because uh, Shane took out a ref and then coast coasted Roman and then uh, <laughs> he was able to <laughs> to kick out still when they got the ref back into the ring <laughs> and then of course that's what I was like holy shit this is incredible and then uh, he got the spear on McIntyre one. <laughs> Roman Reigns continues to be like a guilty pleasure in WWE you can criticize WWE for whatever you want but I think Roman Reigns is just fun to watch yeah <laughs> like it's it's impossible to deny that and turn your brain off for like two th- seconds and instead of being mad that Roman wins lol just just imagine you're watching um you're watching like uh your your favorite show in an anime you don't you don't want to see goku just get beat and then lose right no nope you you want to see goku pull out all the stops you want to see him pull out those classic moves and forms if if you're watching uh, I don't I don't know anything about My Hero Academia, but you, if you're watching that and you you don't want Midoriya to use all of his super strong moves, why are you watching? Yeah, and it's and the to make that comparison more apt, it's it's like why doesn't Goku just use a spirit bomb at the start of the fight? Like why doesn't Stone Cold stunner at the start of the match? Because that'd be it it'd be really cool once <laughs> yeah it, it absolutely it's usually really cool just one time like you don't want to see that forever yeah like you don't want it, to see that if, multiple uh, times i don't know why you would at the next pay-per-view if the match started and then roman just superman punched and speared someone and won I'd be like, this is incredibly awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. And then he did it again. And I, uh, okay. <laughs> so, you, you gotta you gotta think of, like, when you think of Superman booking, you, you gotta think of it as, as a positive, and then it's a whole lot more fun. Y- yeah. Because Roman has, like, the telegraphs for it, and that's why I I would not have as much fun with it if it was... Braun or like who who gets those protections that's why it's not too fun with Brock Lesnar because he does those same moves over and over again but not only that's the exact comparison like he does it all the time so it doesn't matter if he does Mm -hmm. five at fives and he doesn't have like a fun thing like Roman like cocking his fist and jumping into the Superman punch or like when he shakes the ropes and goes ooh ah, that makes it exciting. <laughs> and whatever he does, that the crowd does it with him. So it's like they're still for it just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just one of those things where it's probably a whole lot like the Super Cena hatred, where I feel like in four years people are gonna go, wow, hold on. Roman's pretty good, you know what I mean? Like, and being mad about it now is like, well, he just wins. And it's like, that's kind of the point. 
haven't we had a lot of characters like that in the past where they just they're just superheroes essentially <laughs> it's okay not everything has to be as deep as gargano versus champa right like i would be kind of upset if all wrestling was that deep all the time <laughs> i think it would be stressful yeah there, there, there just needs to be some good old classic fun yeah yes it's like last night I watched seven hours of Evangelion, not seven hours, seven episodes of Evangelion. Seven, there's not seven hours. Of, oh, sorry, that's pretty close, actually. Pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> and I sure do like those deep introspective series where it's not all about the action, but also sometimes that's what I want to watch. You can have both. You can like both. In fact, you should have both to have a better balance in your life. Yeah. It's a... Th- this is a PSA for you. Hey, hey, casual wrestling fan. Have you been playing video games for 20 years of your life? If you have, take a look at your video game shelf. What do you see? I, if it's just annual re- releases, and then you play the new COD, new Madden, new Assassin's Creed, whatever, for a week... And then you get bored and depressed. Like, hey, maybe I don't like video games anymore. And a huge staple of my formative years is falling apart. Oh, no. Try buying a new game. A different game. Instead of getting mad and yelling online at people who create video games or saying that uh, certain social groups of people are ruining video games... Maybe just, like, get Game Pass for a dollar if you have a PC or an Xbox and try, like, Shantae or something. Like, branch out. You you like movies? Well, if, if you seem to be thinking, hmm, I'm kind of getting tired of seeing the same thing over and over again, ch- check out uh, something hidden away on Netflix. Or... That movie your friend recommended to you, but you didn't listen to him because he said end Endgame was okay. T- try try something new, and then you'll maybe you'll feel rejuvenated in your hobby. Maybe that that that's what I have to to these people who scream and, and get mad about Roman Reigns in Facebook groups and on Reddit. Don't take it as seriously and enjoy it the, and the big problem with those people is that they they have found alternatives but i th- i think there's just something about wrestling that makes people like i think what it is is wwe is where it started so they want wwe to be good and they're in their perception wwe is bad because of roman reigns so they can't just like let it go right yeah so yeah wait because WWE is not bad because of Roman Reigns. If WWE got entirely different writers and bookers and everything, they would not just go like, okay, no more Roman. They would do something different with him, probably. But he's not bad because he's just himself. Yeah. That wouldn't make sense. (laughs) He's fucking cool. (laughs) I agree. I agree. Let's talk about uh, Heart Attack, the match. <laughs> oh, yeah? I loved this match. Um, I didn't have any heart attacks during it, which I think is a problem. But 
WWE Championship match, Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler in a steel cage. Wow. What? You can't find two better experience, like a, like a middle ground between experience and athleticism to throw inside of a cage and have a good match. I, I, that was good. Um, and I do like that this was just, there's something about just having a steel cage opposed to it being Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell is massive, right? Yeah, Hell in a Cell has like a ringside area. Uh, Hell in a Cell is just a, an excuse to do cage spots, but without having the cage stipulation. Yeah. So, that it's like... Especially because they're not going to use like the top of the cage too often. They did at Hell in a Cell last year in both matches. Yeah. I think pretty effectively. But uh, I would rather just a good old-fashioned steel cage match. But um, I'm sure WWE wants to do their, their own uh, specific cage branding. Yeah. I like that there's a difference. Um, yeah. It's good. it's good that there's a difference. Because when I was a kid... The only difference I knew there was is that in a cage match, you're supposed to escape the cage, but in a Hell in a Cell match, you're just locked in the cell. And this is a, and a spot bigger. where I'm, I didn't know it was bigger as a kid. Oh. And here's a spot that I have to ask you as well. Uh, has it always been you can just pin someone in a cage match? I thought you had to exit the cage. I think you've... I think you've always been able to pin and submit someone for the most part, unless like, unless specified otherwise, like you have to escape. There's, you know, you know some sort of weird Vince promo, like, and you're going to have to get out, you know, whatever. Um, but I think you just rarely see it because it's like, well, why have them finish a match that way when they could finish a match this way? We obviously put these two in a cage match because they're athletic and can climb and good at that. Um, yeah, but I think I think for the most part, kayfabe rule wise, you've always been able to pin and submit on the mat inside of the cage. Mm. That would make sense. It seems like an odd thing to have in there. Y- yeah, this is just endless stress, partially because of my mom. Yeah, um, <laughs> she. Uh, anytime there's any sort of inclination that Dolph Ziggler could win uh she would like start screaming (laughs) (laughs) I internally I feel that about Kofi's run please (laughs) just multiple spots um with Ziggler like almost getting out uh getting Kofi into submissions hitting him with zigzags when Kofi would was able to make it out or he was able to kick out or take Ziggler off of the cage. And I do think they should have highlighted it just a little bit more. I I, I do wish Kofi would have won by like climbing over the cage just because we know his like feats in the, ro- he kind of still did that with how it, with how it ended just because of his yeah. amazing feats in the Royal Rumble. But I, I think the way they did this was a very good uh, cage match. And it was, like I said, just stressful. 
Very stressful. It was a lot of spots with the door open and Dolph Ziggler very, very close to yeah. being outside of the ring. Um, and then Kofi would drag him back or Kofi would hit him with some sort of move and he'd fall back in. Uh, a I lot thought of... there, there was the spot where they were like, Ziggler's like hands were basically on the floor with the door open. And yeah, I thought it has to be your feet. Yeah. I thought he was going to like pull up a chair and just smack Kofi in the face with it. Oh, wow. I didn't <laughs> even think. And then just win. <laughs> I don't know if win, but I definitely thought he was going to do that. <laughs> and then uh, Kofi could like no sell it <laughs> or something. That'd be good. They, they let now now non now inactive wrestler Lars Sullivan no sell chair shots so yeah it, it it was it was a great match in showing Kofi's resolve specifically how he won by the door was open Ziggler it looks like Ziggler's gonna climb out and then Kofi just fucking vaults through the uh. In between the ropes onto the floor, which probably fucking hurt. It looked pretty painful. <laughs> A- especially after taking all of the abuse inside of the cage. Yeah. Yeah. But that finish was exciting as hell. <laughs> and Kofi is still your WWE champion. And this is another Baby. spot where I thought, oh no, Dolph Ziggler's gonna attack. But he didn't, because he was basically dead. Yeah. And then after all that, my mom was screaming like for Kofi to just get off screen cuz she thought um Bork was going to show up because I think oh. they showed they showed Paul Heyman talking to Baron Corbin at one point. I keep I keep saying while wrestling is happening like around my family if Brock beats Kofi in a cash in, I'm done. I can't think of a worse possible outcome than Brock beating Kofi Kingston in a cash-in. During every uh, every single WWE Championship match, I tweet, if Brock cashes in on Kofi and wins, the race war starts. (laughs) (laughs) I don't make the rules. No. And And you might be thinking, Jory... You're not. You wouldn't be on the same team as Kofi, and I have to say, shut up, Whitey. Shut up, Whitey. But yeah, that'd be that'd be terrible. The only time, the only thing, like I've said, is I want uh, Kofi to go over Brock <laughs> if that on any sort of cash in situation, whether it's cash in on Rollins, and we have to wait till Survivor Series. Or it's cat trying to cash in on Kofi, and Kofi just trouble and paradises him once, and he's out. Because the way it's shaping up, the trouble and paradise could do that. Oh my god, such a strong finisher. <laughs> it's uh, it's not even like uh, maybe they do that. It's like I think there's a pretty good chance. <laughs> like 60-40-70-30. Kofi. Kofi beating Brock with the Trouble in Paradise would be 
the wildest finish to like a cash in thing. Brock has a failed cash in. That's two Kofi Kingston. That's nuts. That's nuts. That's <laughs> one of those things that like I don't believe you. I don't believe that's possible. <laughs> I want it to happen. Solidify this reign. That would absolutely solidify. <laughs> Give him more than just a WrestleMania moment. <laughs> we we got the main event. Do you like the Attitude Era? I sure do. That's when wrestling was good, TM. Ah, good TM. The only type of wrestling I watch. Universal Championship match between Universal Champion Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin. Uh, Baron Corbin has yet to choose his referee. So Baron Corbin uh, makes his entrance. Seth Rollins comes out. And uh, he's going to... He's going to make an announcement, but Seth Rollins steals the mic and says, Listen, dude, I'm done with this shit. Uh, with, with, he has a steel chair, obviously. Um, Listen, dude, I'm done with the bullshit. You're going to announce who the referee is right now. Uh, and then Corbin is just sort of like, Okay, and who is our special guest referee for this universal title bout, Jory? Bang! It's right to censor. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it seemed like you were doing. Yeah. <laughs> More right to censor references home here on the Casual Wrestling Fan, Fan Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Lacey Evans, the sassy Southern Belle. You know, Seth Rollins' girlfriend's rival. Seth Rollins' girlfriend's right. That's exactly who she is. Which, when I saw that, I was like, whoa. They are actually going to pay off all of the Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch are dating stuff that they've been building up to. I thought it was just to be like, hey, our two top people on Raw are smooching. They smooch. They love to kiss. They sure do. (laughs) Vince Russo watching this. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> they took my ideas, bro. Uh, and two, there's two things with this. One, since Lacey Evans just lost to Seth Rollins' girlfriend, she's not going to be on his side either. Two, she's a woman, so Seth can't beat the shit out of her with a chair. Genius. And then uh, the like first half of the match was just filled with the crowd chanting other things, which I don't know why you spend money to have a bad time. See, the thing I don't understand about this is this is genuinely... Like, you're supposed to be upset about this. When you watch a movie and a villain, like, wins, you know, in some way in the final, like, 20 minutes, you don't just get pissed and turn it off, do you? You... You just keep watching to see how the hero is going to prevail in some way. Chanting CM Punk and AEW and Daniel Bryan are not going to... It's it's not it's making the situation like unfun to just sit and see what happens. There's, and I, I think it that, was pretty it, good. It, I, think, I don't think it gives the message you want to backstage either. Like, well, why, why not, like, uh, why, why not, like, just leave. cheer during the stuff you do, like, specifically to encourage it? Like, if you, 
I don't. I'm sure that shows they're upset, but it also shows they're not taking anything seriously. So why am I going to listen to their complaints? Like if they're just going to dismiss it and then go off about something else. Yeah, it it just doesn't make sense to complain in that way. And I've I've said this on Reddit in threads on Squared Circle before. If you're dissatisfied with so you have to like actually be able to like find it out within whether you're dissatisfied with something as a product or if you're just mad that this, you hate Baron Corbin. Why do you hate Baron Corbin? Do you hate Baron Corbin because you think he's bad at what he does and he shouldn't be there or do you just hate Baron Corbin because the character is annoying and and is always stuffing your favorite wrestlers and is always seems to pop up when he sh- when you know when you least expect him cuz the latter half of those that's good heel stuff. <laughs> We 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 I think wrestling as a whole was something was lost when people figured out like oh this is a pre-planned thing because smarts became a thing and started to exist and opposed to just like booing when you know Triple H comes out with the rest of Evil DX and uses a sledgehammer on the Rock and everyone in the Staples Center just boos. Now people just try to put themselves over by chanting things that directly oppose the like whole company and product that they're watching because they're not getting the exact thing that they want. Which sucks because this match in particular was very interesting to watch and was like a very good setup for something that they were, or a very good payoff for something that they had been setting up for weeks since going like, hey, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins are dating. Now you're going to get some sort of payoff for that. Uh, It's just weird to me, the responses that this gets. But I I try to think, like, recently I've been trying to think more like they, you know, those people chanting that aren't, they're not everyone in the crowd. That's not, that doesn't represent everybody. They're just the loudest. That doesn't represent the opinion as a whole. It's okay to yeah. hate Baron Corbin. You should. That's his job yep. right now. But you shouldn't be like blind with rage, mad when he is doing something. That's stupid. And then it uh, it went to uh, the classic acting general manager Baron Corbin out throughout the match when uh, there was a, a no count out. The match was changed to no count out after Baron Corbin couldn't uh couldn't make it to to the ring in time and then in a spot that made my mom really upset is <laughs> when Baron Corbin hit Seth with the chair and then sh- oh, they changed yeah. it to a no DQ spot my mom kept saying through up until that point Seth should just use the chair because she'll Lacey Evans will call the match and he'll still be champion but Gallus, if Baron Corbin does mom. it, then she'll just change it to a no DQ match, which that's exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Drew's mom's out here booking wrestling before it even happens. <laughs> She's booking it like it's real. <laughs> y- yeah. Using the and... most logical path for Seth Rollins to get out of there with his title. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... 
he there was a, a big old frog splash from Seth where Lacey Evans just wouldn't uh oh I love it she she went to count one and then her shoulder hurt yeah she got to, <laughs> she got to two and then she oh my shoulder and then this is the one time I would like dialed in on commentary tonight is when uh <laughs> is when when Corey Graves is going uh, something about uh, she's she just had a match. She's dehydrated. You ever have muscle cramps because you're not drinking enough water? That's what happened. <laughs> it's very funny. She should just uh, she should have had a nanner before the match. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, she doesn't have enough potassium and stuff like that. That's oh my god, that was very funny. I loved this match. I loved the Attitude Era style awful heel guest referee helping the awful heel. Oh, you think it's it's Attitude Era. Up until now, when, oh no, uh, through a distraction, Lacey Evans hits a low blow yeah. onto him. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> there's an end of days, and you're like, oh shit, how is, how is Seth going to beat this? He got hit in the dick as karma for what he did to Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. He deserved that. Yeah. And then and then he gets yep. hit with the end of days. The end of days is also a pretty protected finisher, despite no one liking Baron Corbin. Uh, but uh, uh, Becky Lynch comes out and beats the shit out of Lacey Evans. <laughs> and takes her out of the match. And then because after that, the only thing, the only continuity that really matters from uh, redacted blood money... Uh, the the ref that comes out is the same ref that Baron Corbin was mouthing off to at Super Showdown, <laughs> and because they they have to show you every time they talk about this match what happened. Yeah, and then uh, Rollins got a stomp in uh, the three count, and uh, then him and Seth and his girlfriend are celebrating, and uh, Becky slapped him on the butt. Oh, oh, uh, oh! And then oh. they're just kind of like awkwardly like looking at each other and like being all giggly because they're both thinking they want us to kiss in the ring, but we don't want to do that. That's we, weird. We shouldn't do that, probably. Yeah, <laughs> that's like that. That's uh, that's that's galaxy brain forward thinking. At least in my head, in my thinking, that uh makes my relationships not good. Is where I'm like, huh. This thing's weird, because what if the relationship ends? And a non-kayfabe moment, then capitalizing off that? If stuff ends, then it's just still all over everything, and that's un- uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and then Corey Graves said something about Becky being the boyfriend, and then I'm like, wow, why do you have to say that? Shut your mouth for two seconds, please. Yeah, that was very weird. Alright, well, that's stomping ground uh backlash but worse nah it was a good pay-per-view last two pay-per-views have been good i think pay-per-views as a whole right now with wwe have been like i don't want to say excellent but like worth watching for sure yeah they sure have actually the worst pay-per-view in the last like four or five months besides redacted blood money has maybe been mania and that's just because mania was long as fuck Mania was too long, is the issue. Yeah. 
I'd That's... say Mania was better than Fastlane for the most part. Yeah, Fastlane's actually probably the worst one. I <laughs> forgot that we watched Fastlane. <laughs> That's okay. That WWE forgot about Fastlane. Well, since we talked about stomping ground st- boot stomp, uh, Seth Rollins stomp, whatever the name of the pay-per-view was, um, my point there was the name of the pay-per-view was not good despite it being a good pay-per-view. Um, let's talk about Raw and SmackDown real quick. Yeah, I want to say real, definitely real quick because... Um, this decision to not show wrestling on the commercial breaks does make everything feel disjointed and weird. I like that there's not wrestling happening during the commercial break because I always, in some like small way, feel like, oh, I missed something. But having been to a Raw like live, it's usually just a rest hold, so it doesn't actually matter. Having all of this, oh, they, they sanctioned the match, or we're going to restart the match when we come back, is bad. And from what I've seen on Reddit, it's bad in person because they usually just have someone come out. Like, Dana Brooke came out to hype up the crowd at one point during a commercial break while there was a match going on. Um, someone else came out to do something during a commercial break. It's just, yeah, it's just probably not a great decision. If they could make it happen naturally, um, it wouldn't feel weird but they're just like hey th- this this match is being reset now when the show continues it's it's not great let's uh let's let's run down both these real quick because i feel like there's some important stuff and then a lot of it was like filler filler it was a lot of post uh pay-per-view hangover stuff yeah. and then setting up this is a problem that i have is that a pay-per-view ends and then the next night they set up matches opposed to organically setting up the matches over the next three and a half weeks yeah they just go like oh here's a ton of matches but that's that's how you get people to go buy tickets to watch it live right like yeah no one's gonna buy tickets if they don't know for sure becky lynch and seth Rollins are gonna be on the card yeah, I actually, I actually missed the opening segment of this. I have a very bad habit of going, of looking at the clock and going like, "Oh shit, it's seven fifty. Stick shower real fast." <laughs> One hour later. Yeah, you, you got that right. No, it I just missed a... this opening part. I came in during the other, during the second segment. Yeah, it's uh, it was um, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch kicking off Raw. We both defended our titles. We both kept them, and yeah, and then Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans come out and like, hey, fuck you guys, we should have won, and then they set up the match at Extreme Rules, and it's winner take all, which is a good stipulation that adds some kind of edge to it to make us care about this match. Yeah, and I think an intergender tag match being a main event of a pay-per-view is interesting, um, no matter how it ends up. I think that's I think that's pretty cool. And the pairing of Lacey Evans and Baron Corbin is pretty good. There was some stuff during the show of them backstage 
kind of going like, hey, you better not mess this up. Hey, you don't have to worry about me. It's you who needs to worry about not messing up. So they're both still in business for themselves. Um, but just uniting together for a short period of time to reach their goals. Pretty simple and I think pretty effective. The the follow-up was uh, an elimination tag team match with the Usos and the New Day versus the Revival and Daniel Bryan and Rowan, which they don't have a, a, a name for Rowan and Daniel Bryan, which they don't need to. Yeah. Actually, I they see- should just name them after the fucking vegan straight-edge band Eco Strike because they're like... <laughs> I like that. Fits it. <laughs> I think it's, they're usually called the world's, the planet's tag team, but that's long yeah. to write, so. <laughs> yeah. So, this or is even. this is when I immediately started to realize because it's the first match after the official announcement, where they're doing the different match types, so there won't be wrestling during the commercial breaks, and. uh they they quickly rushed to eliminate both the New Day and then Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Yeah. Usos versus the Revival. Again. Yeah. And then they come back to commercial and it restarts as a regular match. <laughs> as the Usos versus the Revival. And the Usos win. <laughs> hey, they're probably number one contenders, right? Probably they're probably gonna get those at Extreme Rules. <laughs> Might as well. I mean, I can't even say that I want anything to be done in the tag division anymore because what's the point? <sighs> anything is fine, I guess. The match we got for the SmackDown tag titles was great. If I can, it really doesn't matter who's champion as long as I get cool matches like that. I, it's sure. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah, that's really all that's... I want. Uh, it, it just it seemed I, the only thing I could think of for this match is that they just wanted to have both sets of tag team champions on one side, even yeah. if it was only for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they're both heels, so that works out. Yeah. Um, I I got a instead the the only thing one of the two things I need to talk about that happened this week. Um, <laughs> the. 24-7 champion, R-Truth, <laughs> uh, on Miz TV. He, uh, over the weekend, crashed Drake Maverick's wedding, got the title back, and Drake Maverick's wife wants a divorce already because it was the worst day of Drake Maverick's life. Which I think is a really good comedy angle. <laughs> that yeah. he was married and on the day his the day of his wedding was the worst day of his life because he lost a joke title <laughs> and don't forget we need to we need to hear from drake maverick that he hasn't consummated the marriage and our truth said what did he say in response constipated the marriage he, he said like, like you should drink some prune juice and carmelo was like what truth? And, and he was like he said the marriage was constipated <laughs> what the fuck is happening? And, and then the cops like this going constipated. Yeah, yeah. Which sucks for Drake Maverick that now he's had chance about both, uh, number going number one and number two. A O P P. Yeah, that's poor yeah. Drake Maverick. Poor Drake Maverick. And then they set up a match for Drake Maverick 
against R Truth, which R Truth won in five seconds. Uh, yeah, I was I was actually really excited for that too. I was like for him to squash Drake Maverick. I I had like for some reason in the back of my idiot stupid brain, I thought that Drake Maverick would actually like do something. Super kick R Truth and win. I thought we'd get to see Rockstar Spud wrestle, you know? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Funny short man gotta lose. Cause so I, I 70-year-old billionaire, can be entertained. Here's here's the here's the good side to that, though. The fact that R-Truth calls Drake Maverick Hornswoggle. Oh, that's excellent, yeah. <laughs> that is excellent. Especially because I gotta look real quick. Drake Ma- Maverick height. Five four. Hornswoggle's Hornswoggle height four five. Right on the nose. (laughs) He's a he's pretty much a whole foot taller than him. It's really funny that he calls him Hornswoggle. Fuck. Roman Reigns in uh, handicap. Oh yeah, they announced this after Uh, they lost to Roman at. at, Yeah, yeah. like right away. (laughs) That. Shane and Drew are going to have a handicap match against Roman. Um, where, not only that, but when they got to the ring, they announced that both Shane and Drew would be in the ring yeah. at the same time. Which I'm like, oh shit, stuff finally matters. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was it was just them beating the shit out of Roman for a little bit. Setting up and the coast then, to coast for Shane. After he took two claymores and a spear, and uh, as he set up the coast to coast, I can't Dong. believe it. <laughs> the fucking Undertaker comes out to save Roman Reigns. So this is absolutely like, hey, please, <laughs> please fucking watch, watch the, the product, show. please. I I saw an article that says it reeks of desperation. Which it does, it sure yeah. does. I'm not arguing with that. But this is something, don't take it as a negative. Because it's really funny. You're gonna get Undertaker, which is cool. I, I just, I don't like these really old wrestlers coming back for like, like I don't like the idea of this image we're looking at. Fucking Undertaker giving a big boot to Drew McIntyre. Why? Come on. You're gonna completely halt McIntyre for at least like months like The Undertaker well enough, but I just don't see this as, like, a necessity to do. But people are going to tune in for Taker and Roman versus Shane and Drew, so. I'm hoping the match is mostly just Roman versus Drew, but I just, there's no reason for The Undertaker to come to Roman's rescue. Well, he beat him, so he respects him. That's all I got. That's it. (laughs) I guess The Undertaker had a match against Shane at WrestleMania in 2017, I think. Yes. So there's that. I don't know. I thought it was 16, because I thought 17 was the year Roman beat him. I thought it was the other way around, but maybe you're right. It's unimportant at this point. Um, Yeah. So yeah, Undertaker's Um, back. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the fucking Undertaker's back, and right away they announced the match for Extreme Rules. 
And, you know, out there, someone is still mad that Roman is even on wrestling cards. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, you know, when he came back, people were def- there's those people who are like, oh, okay, he's just going to be put in the fucking title picture. They're, but they're not yeah. doing that. They're doing stuff with him with Legends, with his, which is good. And Drew McIntyre is building up some amount of momentum, which I like. But I don't like the idea of him going up against Undertaker. <laughs> That's not good for him, I feel. It's not good yeah. for anyone. Yeah. Especially how, how after how people feel about uh, The Undertaker's most recent Just terrible. Uh... Yeah, real bad. Uh, But not as bad as the segment that followed Undertaker saving Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley Uh, in a tug of war. They have another fucking test of strength bullshit thing where these things would be fine if, like, they weren't worked. Because I would be curious to see who would win and then after someone wins, you just have them brawl. It doesn't matter who wins. You just have them brawl after. And then you don't fucking talk about it again. And then you get something mildly interesting. But instead, we get th- this. I'm sure that's is... an idea, what you just said. I'm sure that's like a, someone had that idea. And then someone like really experienced backstage who's been around since Brawl for All is like, hey... If they arm wrestle each other, one of them might break their arm. Or, hey, if they actually, like, tug of war each other, one of them might, like, have a hernia or something. So we should not do that. Which I 100% agree. I would love to know who's stronger between Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman. Showing them one pulling a truck quote and the other one, like, practicing doing a tug of war on on a fucking electrical pole is cool. But... Just kind of like, well, don't. Yeah, what's the point? Not... Hey, don't forget yeah, about hey, them. These two, these are two big name guys we have signed. Also, look at this image. Braun, Braun lost. Look at his foot. It was left foot. He fucking lost. <laughs> the ref is looking right at it too. Yep. Call it, man. It's over. Bobby wins, but uh, Strowman actually won, and then Blashley beat the fuck out of Strowman, and then. Uh, I don't know, something that continued to waste the talent of both of these guys. Yep. Hey, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows have a match against the Viking Raiders, and they're they're not goofing around, you know. They, they, even, nope. This time even, they're going to win. They lost yeah. last week. This time they're not going to win. Even though lose. AG Styles caught them oh, in, the, wait. in the fucking No Way Jose Conga line, they're, they're going to win. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> at least, at least... Having that little bit is is pretty good because it was like, come on, guys, what happened to the good good brothers? Not you guys who aren't on TV, and then they they goof off and like AJ can whip them back into shape. Yeah, and then they go against the Viking Raiders, and you think, huh, maybe they'll win this time. Oh wait, no, they won't, because that that's the only thing that sucks with this is that um. They they lose yeah. pretty quick and it feels yeah. extra bad. Um, the the Viking Raiders hit them with the Viking experience. Why do, why couldn't they call it Fallout? Because Vince McMahon hates games with glitches in them. When he plays video games, he's like, "Why could they just fucking refine this shit before they release it?" 
Vince, there's so much like, in it. It's Vince. hard to catch all the bugs when you have so much voice acting and so much serious bullshit. Uh, sorry, Vince. I'll get you a copy of Witcher 3. And then he also refuses to update things because if they don't work right away, what's the point? Remember back in the day when you can just turn the uh-huh. game on and it worked? He doesn't even update apps <laughs> on his phone. He definitely doesn't He's update apps the... on his phone. There's no way in hell Vince McMahon updates apps on his phone. Facebook. He gets mad anytime he gets a new phone and uh. the apps are automatically updated. <laughs> I want the fucking tweets to have stars again. These fuck these hearts. This is stupid. After this, um, we we got Heath Slater and Mojo Rawley in the ring, and I'm thinking, holy shit. The wild card rule is over. They're letting these, like, lower card people actually be on TV. Oh, wow. I knew what this was. Um, and then our yeah, truth comes this was in. immediately. <laughs> Where Heath Slater hits our truth with a neck breaker. He, w- he wins the title. He's got kids. It's incredible how over Heath Slater is despite the fact that he's Cheers never on TV. pretty loud for this. I get it. Heath Slater's in- it's good is good. It. He's got kids, <laughs> goddammit. Uh, and then Truth rolls him up, gets it back. <laughs> Cedric Alexander comes up, lumbar Fuck check. Yeah. Lumbar check on Raw, I'm happy. <laughs> he gets the belt. Uh, EC3 uh, actually does a move, gets the belt. <laughs> uh, Carmella takes the belt a- out of his hands. Truth rolls him up, gets it back. Truth is now an eight-time 24-7 champion. 34-8 European champion. <laughs> Incredible. I didn't even think about that. It's a possibility that they could be trying to break uh, Raven's 27 hardcore championship record. If anyone deserves it, it's our truth. Yeah. I mean, I would feel bad for Raven though because the, you the know belt. Raven's mentality. You're, I think you're the one who told me about him feeling like he was a failure in wrestling because he never won a world title. He probably likes yeah. that record somewhat. Our <laughs> truth deserves any sort of thing that's good, and uh, him winning the twenty-four. I think they they probably got the. <laughs> idea to do this for him after seeing his short run with the u.s title yeah recently and they're like damn we can't give him a legitimate title but that's fine and there's people out there who might not like the 24 i didn't at first which that's of course it's not good at first because they don't you don't know what they're gonna do with it they're not doing you don't think they're gonna do anything good with it and i don't i wouldn't think they are but and then they did my galaxy brain hope of what we talk about originally with the hardcore title in the new millennium where you just fucking on YouTube and new upload by WWE our truth at Drake Maverick's yeah. wedding. Yeah. That's it's, great. It's, it's the many say it's the best thing they have going right now. I would argue, Hey, Kofi Kingston is still here. Uh, Becky Lynch is still here. Kofi Becky Lynch and Kofi are nominated for yeah. ESPYs. Yes. Uh, here's a here's a short thing with that. Um, I don't like how Ronda Rousey winning 
the Raw Women's titles up there with Roman coming back. I also don't think it's good to put that. Becky Lynch unifying the titles, sort of, and Kofi Kingston winning his first WWE Championship. Someone getting fast-tracked in four matches to a title has nothing to praise. Uh, because of how big of a There's name she is? behind yeah. that. I also don't like the idea that there's because like Roman coming back is going to win. That should get like its own sort of a side award, its own sort of recognition for him being able to do that and beating cancer. That, yeah, that just seems <laughs> like oddly out of place there. Kofi Kingston showing why he deserves to be WWE Absolutely. champion. They were, I do have issues with this next segment just because of how they're trying to set things up so there's not wrestling during commercials. Uh, having two short matches with top guys, kind of like higher up their guys, feels yeah. bad. But, Kofi beat Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens back to back. He reversed the blue thunderbomb and got a roll up pin. And then he beat Kevin Owens by count out. And then uh, Samoa Joe locked him in Coquina Clutch. So he's the... Setting up who the next challenger... He's the next challenger, challenger, and I feel like he's more serious than any of the other challengers so far, probably. I mean, you'd think Kevin Owens would be the guy, but... It feels real fast-tracked, like they took the belt off of... uh, The United States belt off of uh, Samoa Joe for a reason. You know, you said that, and I was like, that does feel... I think I would say my first reason would be so we can have him go up against a really intimidating opponent because uh, his challengers up until this point... I I would say Kevin Owens is still intimidating, but he's not like a Joe intimidating. So I think they want to give him a mean, mean, bigger guy to go up against. If he he Um, beats him, that's... And the reason why... That's that's what I think it could be. And the reason why I don't... I, I would think uh, Joe... Uh, Joe, of course, has a chance because he was... This time last year, almost, he was uh, in a feud for the WWE Championship. But the re- uh, what happened at the end of SmackDown makes me reconsider. Hmm. And we'll talk about that when we get there. Uh... This next match was set up um, backstage, sort of, where Naomi and Natalia came up to Nikki Cross like, Hey, Alexa's a bitch, <laughs> and she's manipulating you. And Nikki was like, No, she's nice to me. She's different. She's changed. And then Alexa comes up and is like, Why are you talking to them? So this just being... Alexa Bliss and then Natalia and Naomi are like fine learn the hard way like seven other people have (laughs) (laughs) there needs to be some kind of like different payoff from this to like (laughs) maybe Nikki will give Alexa amnesia or something I don't know yeah it's uh (laughs) it's not great I (laughs) so this was Alexa Bliss versus Naomi Naomi uh, lost 
pretty quick and then uh alexa was like having nikki beat up naomi with her but then natalia came out and stopped him. then they turned it into a tag match and then nikki did everything when alexa tagged herself in to get the to get the fall pinfall yeah uh, it's just the same thing again. I, I think I've said this last week. I think I've said, I've tweeted it. I think I've talked about it in the Discord. It's just the same thing. It's really boring. Wow. Uh, and I don't want any more of the match from uh, Stomping Ground. I don't want any more of that. Alexa Bliss is good a good character fine in the ring but I just am so fatigued on this she's definitely the second most third most pushed woman in the last two or three years behind Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair so I'm I'm pretty fed up with Alexa Bliss I get why it's happening because she's so popular that makes sense when you have someone who's really popular you keep doing this, but the storyline is the same every time, and it always has the same payoff, and it's not something that should currently be around the SmackDown women's title. I don't know if they feel like they have a short shortage of women or a shortage of women that deserve to be in title contention currently, but I'm really not looking forward to more of the same from Alexa Bliss. Our main event was phenomenal <laughs> oh i see what you did there yeah it sure was ricochet versus uh, aj styles sure was phenomenal it's like i don't i don't like the beginning of the match because uh this was the worst way they did a no wrestling during commercial break where gallows and anderson came out and aj was like i'm not I'm not wrestling until you guys go away. Yeah, I hated that. <laughs> I absolutely hated that. That was incredibly bad. <laughs> that was the worst of it. Um, and they did a fantastic showing, but uh, AJ was able to hit him with a phenomenal forearm after avoiding a 630. Which, to me, is like, this man just won the United States Championship. I would have probably rather have watched him get beat up by the club than just lose right yeah but i guess we'll see i definitely there's also at least they could explain it away as like uh he just he just won the title against Samoa Joe. He's probably tired. Yeah. Yeah, but a really good match. Definitely the one thing worth going back and watching from this week that isn't like Kofi or Seth Becky related. Uh, yeah, that's Monday Night Raw. Do you have any other final thoughts on this or Monday Night Raw as a whole? Mm, not really. It was, it was all right. There's no Firefly but Funhouse. The this puppets week, so. were hidden in places. Did you notice that? Yeah. What? Like when when um, I think it was on both shows. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Is there like a collection I can find on Squared Circle? There might be. It might take some scrolling to get through, but like, I don't know if it was Raw or SmackDown. I think it was both shows. It's like Carmella talking to Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. And when Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville are like walking down that like area of the arena, you can see Huskus pop up in the background, look around, and then go back down. So he's like coming. He's here. Like, it's time. Oh yeah, here's a here's a shot of Carmella talking to Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Rambo in the background, yeah. In the background. Holy he's coming. Shit. He's coming. Oh fuck, that is sweet. Yeah. <laughs> oh hell yeah! <laughs> I thought you would have seen that. That's crazy. I don't pay attention to the background of backstage segments. Yeah, Why I mean, I? <laughs> that's kind of how I felt about it too. So we can we can speed through SmackDown as well. Um, Kofi Kingston kicks off SmackDown. Dolph Ziggler comes out and is kind of like, "Hey, it should have been me." And then they're like, "Okay, well <laughs> then, beat Kofi in a two out of three falls match, and then you'll get added to the match between Kofi and Joe at Extreme Rules." Um, and then Xavier Woods and Big E are like, "Well, we're gonna hang out here because we got a match against Daniel Bryan and Rowan." And then, uh, I don't remember a whole lot between um. Daniel Bryan and Rowan, but I know after the bell rang, after New Day beat, I feel like Xavier straight up pinned Daniel Bryan. Is that accurate? Is that what happened? Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, but afterward, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn came out to attack the New Day, and then Heavy Machinery came to their aid. And then we got an eight-man tag match. We got the SmackDown Road special. Dog is smiling down upon us, giving us a big fat two sweets. New Day and Heavy Machinery versus Brian Rowan, Owens, and Zane. Sam Zane, as Kofi calls him. Boy, the SmackDown special. That's what we all wanted, isn't it? <laughs> um, and then the faces yeah. win again. And it's mostly just heavy machinery and uh, Owens and Zane doing all the work. Yeah. <laughs> that That's that's what made this feel stupid. Should have just had, like, the New Day and then Dana Bryan and Rowan as, like, ringside enforcers. Yeah. Because that'd at least be, like, vaguely interesting. So uh, The Miz at some point... Uh, interrupted Elias playing his guitar backstage and uh, was like, hey man, I'm gonna kick your fucking ass uh, so I can get to Shane. And Elias was like, okay, uh, we can do that, I guess. So <laughs> Shane made it the best two out of three falls match and it was a pretty good match. And two guys that miss being on TV not quite as often as they have been in the past. Elias got to win. Yeah, least. that was pretty good. So there's no match for Miz against Shane. He Shane's hit the right. drift away pretty quick. Yeah, it's a two out of three falls match. At least Miz got a skull crushing finale in. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty much it for that. Um, the only thing I really have to say about this is the Miz's DDTs mm-hmm. are so good. I think we said that before. The kick, the leg but, kick out. Yeah, just how like fluid it is. He's, just, he's it's like he's dancing. You know, he's just like, bah, 
Bah! Yeah. Bah! Yeah, it's excellent. <laughs> oh, yeah, Shane came out and hit Miz with a Coast to Coast, but no no legend came to his aid. <laughs> no Undertaker for the Miz. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bud. <laughs> what if they got mean Ooh. Mark? <laughs> Kane comes out to help him. Kane as Isaac Yankum. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, more Alexa Bliss stuff uh, afterwards. She, she Nikki Cross versus Bailey. If, if Nikki wins, uh, Alexa Bliss if, versus Bailey again happens at Extreme Rules. Alexa Bliss is super condescending to Nikki, who's just trying to be nice and her friend. Yeah, too bad. Hey, Nikki won, though, and on July 14th at Extreme Rules, we're going to get... We have to watch the yeah, match again. Yeah, and this time Alexa Bliss wins. Probably. That's what she said last but time. But why would they do it again if Bailey's just going to win again? <laughs> so Sasha can <laughs> can win. I'd love that. Uh, Sonya Deville beat the shit out of Ember Moon, proving that your, your bullies always win in the end. Alistair Black, the door opened as he was yelling at the camera that he wanted someone to fight. So it's coming. Maybe it's going to be Bray Wyatt versus Alistair Black. Eh? Apparently, rumors are saying it's Cesaro versus Alistair at Extreme Rules. Okay. That'll be, That'll be a good, good match. I'm sad one of them has to lose. <laughs> and then we got the main event, which was Dolph Ziggler trying to get his chance again at Extreme Rules. Best 2 out of 3 falls match. Uh, Kofi got the first fall with a roll-up after uh, Dolph tried to cheat by holding the ropes on a pinning combination. Ziggler got the second fall after a big super kick, and then Kofi obviously finished the match with a trouble in paradise. In a really yeah. good one, he, he uh, Dolph like ducked under oh, it was one, a very good, like, but he was able to QT hit him with another sequence. Sequence, yeah. <laughs> So no Ziggler at Extreme Rules. It is a little frustrating that that that's 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 why I I have a little bit of like hmm about the matchup of uh, Kofi versus Joe because if they throw in Ziggler, I'm like oh he's gonna make Ziggler, Ziggler tap and then Kofi can try and win it back yeah. or something. But if it's just Kofi versus Joe, I hope I'm I'm hoping that the matches are somewhat extreme. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this will be like a, a false count anywhere match or something like that. I think that'd be cool. The Ziggler didn't get his his another his other opportunity while Alexa Bliss and Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans are just gifted them. <laughs> so here you go. You have them. That was a SmackDown. Yeah. That's WWE for the week. Very quickly. We've talked about it on the show before. We want to talk about AEW Fighter Fest, which is taking place Saturday, June 29th, in Daytona Beach, Florida. If you are in the United States, it is streaming on Bleacher Report Live for free. And we'll probably talk about it a little bit next week. Uh, some highlights from it. Uh, John Moxley versus Joey Janela, which was probably teased in Moxley's... A little video when he left WWE. Uh, the Elite, <laughs> Young Bucks and Kenny Omega versus the Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid. So I, I have a I have a quick question for you. Since you go to Squared Circle, 
I do What's not. Um, how much of a super humming is posted to Squared Circle? S- what? Oh, no! I got to show you what I'm done recording then. Okay. We'll skip okay. that then. Um, <laughs> it's Joey Janela did a callback, did like a call to this uh, guy who's like super over with internet wrestlers. Okay. Internet Maybe wrestling community. I'll, I'll send you a video as soon as Maybe we're done I'll recording. Um, <laughs> uh, that'll probably be cool. I wish it was a hardcore yeah. match, but I don't know. Moxley's getting up there so maybe he doesn't want to do those uh cody rhodes versus darby allen uh i think they should do cody and brandy versus darby and uh priscilla kelly i think that'd be cool uh Mm. adam page and um oh no this is this is a four-way match tag match adam page versus jimmy havoc versus jungle boy versus mjf wow that's incredible uh, Yuka Sakazaki, sorry if I butchered that, versus Rio versus Nyla Rose. Uh, Christopher Daniels versus Sima. What What are you? And then, where can we find you on the internet, Cameron? We sure do like you. We like we like your content. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Follow at Cam Hambone uh, for quality wrestling and video game tweets. Uh, you're probably gonna when you go there now. You're probably gonna find some hyperbolic shit about Into the Spider Verse because I just watched that and that is an incredible movie. Uh, and I'm pro- you can oh you can see me when I look like Morpheus in my Morpheus cosplay. Yeah, I definitely look like Morpheus, don't I? <laughs> yep, a little bit. It's definitely not just the glasses. <laughs> My wrestling gimmick is gonna be I'm just Morpheus. That's it. <laughs> are Are you gonna come out to uh, Hannibal Burris singing Morpheus on Eric Andre? <laughs> 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 just as you're walking out, Morpheus, Orpheus. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good idea, actually. Um, if if. If casual wrestling audience likes you, Jory, where can they find more Jory? You can find me on Twitter at no I'm Jory, where I'll tweet about stuff. Hell yeah. Um all sorts of things going on. Uh Mario Maker's gonna be out, so maybe I'll tweet out wrestling levels. Mm. <laughs> That'll be good. Um, uh, you can follow my other podcast. We are watching One Piece. It's we are watching OP on Twitter. Uh, it's we are watching One Piece on basically all your favorite podcasting apps. It's uh got a Patreon up where you can see. Well, you can't see. You can hear us do a commentary track for the first One Piece movie. Uh. I don't know how they can get away with calling them movies when they're only like an hour long. I think with anime movies, they're usually in like double features. So you get like an hour of one movie and an hour of another. Um, and then uh, make sure to follow the network we're on, the Orange Groves, which is Orange Orange Groves Net on Twitter. Uh, 
there's a Discord, which there's a link for in the show description. It'll take you to our specific channel, I believe, but it's a whole Discord um, server for the podcast network. There's all sorts of shows. Bed Bath and Bionicle ended its first season, and it has graduated to Bed Bath and Beyblade, oh, yeah. and it has a kick-ass fucking theme song that you you absolutely have to hear. Um so if you if you miss Beyblades, you want a place to talk about them. Now you have one. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. It's at CWFPcast on Twitter. You can tweet at us. We'll respond. I will respond for sure. Hey, did we tweet out that picture of Otis in those uh, in those basketball shorts yet? Uh, yeah. I should do that. Beach body. It's summer months. <laughs> So Otis is going to be Universal Champion soon, right? He's going to beat Cena, in fact. (laughs) Hell yeah. Hello and welcome to Bed Bath & Bionicle, a show where I call Joe, my friend, Hi. at 7am my time and talk to them about the wonderful world of Bionicle. Let's mm. go through a quick quiz, Joe. Mm. Um, tell me, any member of the Toa Mata. Uh, is that the first one? That's the first one. Uh, Kopaka. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, <coughs> Potato. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there you go, that's two. Taco Nuva. You can find more of this riveting information over at Bed Bath and Bionicle Nirvana. on your local podcast app. That's not, it's a band! <laughs> Airing every Monday. Check us out. I'm so sleepy. <laughs>